0: All right, listen up, Spuds. This is Zap Brannigan, eh? master of time, space, and everything else in between. And uh, oh yeah, winner of this year's modesty award. You're listening to "You Suck." What's the difference with Alan Tom? You're one stop for this sort of thing. Yeah. guys, how's it going? Welcome to the You Sucks What's The Difference podcast with me, Alex Whiteley. And me, Tom Bruno. How's it going, guys? Oh wow, I just lost my microphone. Literally just flipped out. Of the way. Um, right, so a while ago, you may remember, I know, um, you may remember that me and Tom had an infatuation with a little movie called Velocipasta and straight away we were like we need to get someone anybody that was involved with this thing on the show Uh, and I straight up started hitting emails and we eventually managed to get director of Velocipasta Mr Brendan Steer thank you so much for joining us on the show
1: Ah. hello everybody it is me (laughs) nice to be here
0: this is an honor this is an absolute honor because tom will tell you tom will tell you right now exactly how we feel about this
2: yes um me and alex we like movies a lot we we generally you know we we battle against movies though he'll like something i won't like something and we'll be like i'm like what do you mean you didn't like that you're fucking insane you be like no tom these are the reasons i did not like it and you're stupid for liking it and we came across Velocipaster and, and much on the same same like kind of River as like, you know, like all good B-Hole movies, like Wolf Cobb and things along those lines. We were expecting it to just be like, like crazy and just garbage or something, but we watch it and we both come back to it and we both had like this kind of like, so what'd you think? And then I was like, I fucking loved it. I, I loved it so much. It was unreal. And he's like, dude, me too. So we really bonded over how much we loved like how simple it was how B it was it was everything that movies should be that are no longer anymore and it's a real privilege to speak to you Brandon fucking how you doing today sir
1: thank you so much I'm uh, I'm so happy you guys liked the movie uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm doing well it's a good it's a good morning my family's in town I went to a Spanish mission for the first time yesterday. Never done oh. that. Yeah, I know. It was really cool. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously not, like,
2: exact location, but where are you coming from today?
1: I'm from L.A. Or, or I'm in L.A. right now. I'm from yeah. Montana, weirdly. Ooh. But, I know, right? But... Big sky country. That's,
2: <laughs> yeah. that's a place with stars and bison and shit. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah the I'm, bison. Familiar.
0: Yeah, as yeah, a British yeah. guy, even I understand that that is like a complete change of pace for you. What's it like yeah. going from there to LA? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Very different. I, I had a stopover when I was younger in Pennsylvania. Uh, I, I sort of I, I was born in Montana. I did my first growing up there and when I was about I don't know eight or nine we moved to PA. So either way, uh, you're going from like big mountain prairies to woods <laughs> to city. <laughs> and and so.
2: so, so many deer in Pennsylvania. Oh we went. God, yeah. um, I'm familiar with both sides. I, all my mm-hmm. family lives in South Jersey, so I'm very familiar with Philadelphia. And then um, my sister moved to Pittsburgh, and we went down to her wedding this year um, to my sister-in-law Emily, and her we got together. It was awesome. And yeah, yeah. I, I remember just going down the highway and being like, "Wow, there are like a thousand deer carcasses." everywhere like, yeah where?
1: they they never cease honestly. They never do <laughs>
2: like i i don't understand why that's not unlike the fly but like, welcome to pittsburgh uh watch out for the fucking deer yep
1: yeah yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely i remember when i was growing up um in my high school, we had off, we had a holiday for the first day of hunting season, because yes. it's so expected that you're supposed to kind of go and hunt deer, because it's the only way to keep the population down. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I I got here when I was an adult, and uh, I like it. I love it. it it's very different, though. It, it's very... Uh, not quite used to the sun yet,
0: honestly. Mm. I, I was mm. going to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it, it reminds me of a bit like Twilight, you know, going from Twilight to. Yes. <laughs>
1: it is and it's it's also as i'm sure you guys can can see i am like the whitest person on earth like i sunburn very easily so it's like every time i go outside it's just hats and sunscreen and
2: (laughs) you know there's nothing wrong with that a good hat is like a style statement right now right like you wear like a fedora or something you're just like look at me i'm stylish fuck (laughs) you it doesn't matter how white i am in fact i should put on my podcasting app i'm not going to right now because i want to wear it for later (laughs) Anyways, yeah. um, so, okay, yes. walk us through. Um, you you uh, start off in Montana, you go to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. you go out as an adult. At what point do you decide, I want to direct movies?
1: Honestly, very young. I, I, I kind of figured it out when I was like 11 or 12, somewhere in there. Like, it was just something I always kind of wanted to do ever since I was a kid with a camera sort of deal, making movies in my backyard <laughs> with friends. So, it was – I was lucky. I, I sort of figured it out young. So – the entirety of high school, um, I just knew that was it, um, and then ended up going to college in New York City, um, a place called the School of Visual Arts, SVA, um, and then from there, I eventually went to L.A., so uh, yeah, that was sort of the uh, the topographical journey, as it were.
2: Yeah. Those are <laughs> the high points yeah. of the, the journey to L.A. With a, and-
1: with a stopover in France and Germany. Uh, I should say, yeah. Je parle un petit peu français et... Uh, um, ich spreche Deutsch. Mein Deutsch uh, ist besser als mein Französisch. Also. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I'm back here now. <laughs>
2: I, I always respect people that can speak a different um, Alex can speak a little bit of Spanish. His uh, wife is from Colombia. I can speak... Oh, that's so cool. A, ...a tiny bit of butchered uh, français. But it, usually it's just to say uh, no hablo anglais. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah, ones, which- no, 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 no. What's he? What he, he, le- he lives by the the Canadian border. What he does do. is he stands ah. on his porch and he goes, "Not today, Canada!" <laughs> in, in the best
1: <laughs> in the best French Canadian you can muster. Yeah, you got Google Translate open next yes. to you, and you're like, "Okay, are you listening?" <laughs> They're, rules, ye- though.
2: They're, they're yelling back at me. I'm just like, hold on. Me- What'd yeah, you sleep
1: on my mother? You're like, you're like holding up the <laughs> holding up the phone. You're like louder.
2: <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm so close that if I was to shoot a potato launcher in the wrong direction, it'd be considered a terroristic act at this point. So I gotta be really <laughs> careful. Like, no joke. Yeah, um, yeah. if you go walking in of our very nice woods, mm. you might at one point or another get approached by a bunch of uniformed officers being like, Hey, you're in Canada right now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, can, yeah, yeah, so strip search. Sorry, bud. <laughs> You've <Yeah>, been over.
1: <laughs> what state are you in, man? Huh?
2: Uh, Vermont. I'm oh, in. Oh, gotcha. One, yeah, yeah. It's 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 actually the most sought after state now, which is really weird because it went from being like the state that nobody wanted to live in to the state mm. that like everybody's like flocking to. So I I bought into the housing market very early because I live here clearly. And yeah, yeah, um, yeah. right after the pandemic, we were the only green state forever. And they were like, "Oh, Vermont, that's where we want to move." I'm like, "No, no, you don't. You don't <laughs> want to live here. You've never had before. Why do you want to live here now? Yeah, why yeah. not try Nevada? Let's
1: yeah, Nevada. Nevada. Yeah, yeah. You." Utah, the, the Mormons are very welcoming. Dude, they <laughs> go are so, to Utah; <laughs> they're so
2: nice. I mean, you don't really. I mean, I've seen that. I've seen that play. Um, yeah. Okay, so you 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 go to France, you go to Germany, you go to L.A. Um, yes. You you decided from an early age that you wanted to be a director. Um, where does B film? I mean, did you always want to be like a B film director, or, or was it kind of like the hopes of keeping it indie? What was the idea behind that?
1: Yeah. Um, So it's funny. When I went to film school, I do, in fact, very much love art films. I love international cinema. Andre Tarkovsky is one of my favorite directors. I invested over a hundred bucks in that fucking Ingmar Bergman box set from Criterion. Like, I love that shit. I sincerely do. But there is also, like, a a separate part of my brain. Maybe it's, like, the other hemisphere that is just like, no way, dude. Give me 30 bucks and a camera and I can make you a movie. Yeah. And like I I just love that sort of the the fuck you punk rock aesthetic of B movies where it's just literally like, dude, I'm just gonna fucking do it and you can't stop me, so here we go. And and it's like I I think they're just as valid in many ways as all of the sort of auteur cinema stuff. Um just at a very different budget strata.
0: It's it it just it's all about quality storytelling though for me. You yeah. know, I mean, uh, there are so many like uh, cult classics when it comes to B movies, mm. not because of they don't have. I mean, like you know what you're gonna get with Velociraptor, right? One of yeah. the greatest scenes in cinema history for me is the explosion outside the church when he gets <laughs> insert VFX insert VFX, <laughs> and I was just like, this is genius. Like, <laughs> it was. It, it, yeah. It's
3: brilliant. It, yes.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've, I've always loved both. And especially with my uh, family, I loved watching B-movies with my parents growing up. Mm. And my brother. Uh, I, I don't know why I just excluded him. I loved watching <laughs> B-movies with my family. Yes, so, with so, him, uh, too. When we yeah, released him yeah. from the
2: chains in the attic, <laughs> yeah. and we're like, here's the bucket of when fish. We, when group. we
1: finally let him out to, like, breathe a little. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it, and I will also say to your question tom it was also partially a budget thing yeah (laughs) at least for velocipaster i was like look i got 35k what the fuck can i do with that that is good and i would be proud of and the answer was a velocipaster essentially
2: (laughs) well i mean if you look at like if, if like going through the list of some of my favorite films in history not you know all of them pretty much start out as indie films, I mean, Clerks was an indie film. Fucking um, Slacker was an indie film. Um, uh, El Mariachi was an indie film. Uh, Evil Super Dead Troopers. was an indie film. Super, mm. shut up! It was not an indie film at that point. I think his first film looked indie like
0: one. I, <laughs> shut your
2: fucking mouth! Get off of his dick! You're so mean. I love Super <laughs> Troopers. You don't have to like it. Out, anyways. So these these films. And the best thing about these films is, is, your kid. You don't realize that they're B films, right? Like you watch right. them as movies, and then you like learn later on. And they're Like, oh that had a budget of so and so thousand dollars that's clearly yeah. not what a big budget film would be but it doesn't matter because it doesn't change your feelings on the film itself it just means yeah. you love it and i love that Pastor gave me that feeling because it didn't need to be big budget for me to love it you know you can have bad uh, uh fa- effects and make it mm-hmm. amazing like if, for instance when alex brings up like the insert explosion here or the or the uh, velociraptor puppet things along those oh, lines oh, we're yeah. like, that's. Brilliant! That I would like it more than if you did like some sort of shitty CGI uh, pastor. And they're like, you know, ah, they look horrible. The fact that you just kind of went with it and was so brave about it really kind of like hmm. speaks volumes in the film as well. Did now? Did you intend to do that? I mean, obviously with the budget, you had little choices. But when you kind of like fell into the flow of making the film, you're like, fuck it! I'm just going to put it all out I'm there gonna, and yeah. just show. I'm, I'm going to really own it just... for what it is. Exactly
1: yeah yeah no definitely it that that was a, for sure a conscious decision. it was like, look, this is what it's gonna be take it or leave it <laughs> um and even the uh the vfX the the VFX missing car on fire kind of thing uh one of the things I wanted to do with the film was not lie to people like i I didn't want to obscure the fact that this is the movie you were gonna be. And for that moment, we actually had originally intended to like, it was always supposed to look like shit, but we were going to like put in an effect, we were going to have a probably like a a model car that we put like a, you know, a piece of dynamite or something. in, And uh, it was going to be something like that. And whenever I was test screening it for uh, friends, you know, my girlfriend at the time, people like that, it was consistently the first time people laughed was when that title card came up. And I was just like, you know, that's actually, like, the most honest way to introduce this movie is to have by, like, second 78, it just breaks. It's just, like, immediately, like, this is it. Uh, I I like to say to people, and I mean it very sincerely, um, if you're not having fun with Velocipaster by, like, the end of the opening credits or, like, two to three minutes in, turn it off. Like, it's not for you. <laughs> it's like, it's not, this is the movie and it's not going to change. And that is totally fine if it's not your deal. But I, I yeah, I, I knew going in that it was going to be a movie that people were either going to absolutely love or just abhor. <laughs> and, and I was like, I, I don't want to, I would rather be true to what I want to do than try and get a bigger audience or, or, or whatever the. I don't know, water it down, I guess.
0: Well, I mean, like, I mean, like, Yzo uh, very famously was kind of like, what? You like it because it's bad? What the fuck? Whereas you were, ki- were kind of like, all right, I'm just going to make a movie. How I w-. The, way I is, right? <laughs> the way I see it is, right? The way I see it is, the way I vision this, I don't know if I got it right, but I can just imagine you sat around with your friends when you're writing this and you're like, right, give me yeah. stuff, give me stuff. And you guys are just having the best time coming up with scenarios. Have I got this correct? Or is it just you that's written this? It's interesting, because, okay,
1: so the script was entirely me. The script Mm -hmm. I actually wrote, (laughs) I wrote on, like, a two, I wrote it in two days. (laughs) And it was a two-day, like, Red Bull and cigarettes binge, like, yes. where I was just sort of like, I don't know, it's just going, I'm just gonna see where it goes, <laughs> Um and we basically did not change the script from then, Uh we basically shot The Rough Draft, which is perfect for a movie like this. Yes. Um On set, though, Alex, you are absolutely right, I, I am somebody that's, like, super open to, collaborating I'm super open to being like like two actors and such I, I tend to be like look I, I don't give a fuck if you get the line word perfect yeah. like the point of the line is this however you get there I don't give a shit just make it funny make it good and um, and you know you give guidance from there so it's on set everybody was sort of bringing their joke a game and uh, it was it, like for instance this is like a tiny little microcosm thing Mm-hmm. Um, our production designer uh, is was a woman named see Uh she happened to be Chinese and at the ninja camp All of the signs written in Chinese are like weird in jokes, like in in Chinese language that are like, look out for dinosaurs. They are the most dangerous to ninjas. No rolling. (laughs) Do not throw ninja stars at the master. It's like all of these weird jokes that she just wrote because she thought it was funny. And uh, everybody was like operating on that level where it's like some of the best jokes in the movie were just people improvising or 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 the uh, for instance uh, i the I don't know much about God, I don't know much about dinosaurs, which yes. <laughs> is one of my favorite lines in it, that was entirely the actors. That was Greg and Alyssa. I, I let them rehearse, and somehow they found that, and I was like, cool. Well, that is going in the script, and I'm going to take credit for it. <laughs> because you it's yourself. like a brilliant joke. Uh, so, yeah, when we got to set, it was it was a lot of collaboration and a lot of people uh, bringing their best. And, now, yeah. speaking of these
2: people, like, how do you go about approaching somebody with the concept of Velocipaster? I mean, obviously, you either get it or you don't. Like you've said a couple of times, you either get the the concept of Velocipaster, which is just balls of the wall, or you don't. So when you go to somebody like a serious actor, you're like, listen, so Velocipaster, and like, what? And you're like, oh, no, 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 no. just stay with me. Stay yeah. with me. There's ninjas and shit. It, it gets brilliant. And they're like, <laughs> oh, do people get that right off the bat or do you have to really kind of like break it down for them to the point of like no, it's supposed to be this amazing B thing that, you know, it's it's going to be great just right. come with us.
1: Yeah. Um it it really depends on the person. <laughs> and I will say going going into casting it, I I was 100% like it has to be people that get it. Like yes. like I'm not going to put somebody in this movie if they are not operating on the wavelength that'll tilt the whole thing off. Um, but I will say, uh, surprisingly easier than you would think if they do get it. It it really is like, uh, you know, actors are, actors want to play, and so it's sort of like if you find somebody with that sense of humor that, you know, these are people that are often 90% of the roles that go out for will be, like, all right, you just broke up with your girlfriend, she just had an abortion, and now you're gonna have to, like, go out and get the divorce, bye. And, like, it's, like, go. And so after (laughs) years of them having to, like, wake up and be in a scene where it's that... For me to kind of come along and be like, cool, you're a pastor and you turn into a dinosaur, go. (laughs) It's like they (laughs) are immediately very excited because they kind of get that there are, they they get to do weird shit. They get to Mm. play and it suddenly becomes kind of like, I don't know, with for some people, I think it's why they got into acting in the first place to just sort of. Play, pretend, and have fun. So it, it was a
0: surprisingly easier sell
1: for the actors than you would think. Uh, uh, yeah.
0: As as an actor, I then you uh, say I'm an actor. I work at a prison, and we this prison is. It's a. It's, it is what it is. A, we do prison breaks. They do tours and stuff as well. It's a. It's a proper prison. But sometimes they they'll like do special events for Christmas, for Halloween. Mm. They'll get me playing in a crazed butcher or you know an Irish chef or one of the best roles I ever had. And I thanked the guy that wrote it just for me was bad Santa because I play a good bastard. I play an amazing <laughs> bastard. I can get in people's face and I can if the, one of the best things I have got taught. As a scare actor is, if you can stare at someone in the face and and work through that uncomfortable pain until the point they look away and they're embarrassed, you've got it. You have fucking nailed it. Yeah. And if you're like to be given the license to do something like that is very re- rewarding. So Greg mm. doing what he did with the loss of pasta was just it was just so nice to see. I could just see him having yeah. so much fun with it. You know.
1: Oh mm. yeah, yeah. He he. That's fascinating. I've actually uh, I've never spoken to a scare actor. So that's super interesting to hear. Um, Mm. And I could not do that shit. And it's like the kind of thing that some people are just built for that. And, And Greg is one of them. Greg actually was one of the people that like, the moment I saw his he self taped an audition, like on a webcam. And the moment I saw it, I was like, oh, fuck, that's the guy. Like he he got he gets the Shatner thing so well and he manages to do that while also being like a very talented dramatic actor if you give him that road. Like, mm. if, if you sort of give him a, a real dramatic scene, he can play it. And if you're like, okay, I need you to look like a fucking idiot, he's like, okay, cool. And he's totally fine with it. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think it takes a certain amount of, um, of a sort of, yeah, yeah, honestly, <laughs> uh, to just sort of be like, I know I'm going to look like an idiot. And that's the point. Like it's that's that's not not every actor can do that, and uh, I think that it's
0: not easy. It's like I mean, like I'm a guy. I'm the kind of guy when I was in school, and there was a (laughs) gaggle of girls, the giggly girls that you see in school. You start walking a bit weird because you're oh they're looking at me. You know, you get really self conscious. Like I'm going up to these girls. What these girls look like now. And I'm sniffing their hair and shit. Like i literally, I'm I'm making them feel uncomfortable. I'm like staring at the mm-hmm. face. I'm like, you know, the psychopathic butcher was just amazing. Just to, just just not not touch them. Don't touch them. I'm not allowed to touch them. But just run the out the my blade around the outside of their face and stare oh. at them and like yeah, things yeah. like that are not easy to do with someone that suffers from social anxiety. But the actor gives me a bit of. Um, makes me feel invincible. I'm not Alex yeah, Whitley, I'm the butcher, it, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, it gives you it gives you permissibility. And yeah. like that that was sort of what I think all the actors responded to in Velocipaster. It's like it, it's literally like there are no wrong options. And in fact, many times the wrongest option is the one I'm probably going to ask you to do again. <laughs> like it's probably the choice that I'm going to be like, "Okay, that was great." lean into that. Uh because it was just Yeah, it was sort of a series on set of consistently picking not just like the the wrong option of how to go about it, but like the the, the funny wrong yes. <laughs> option. Where it's sort of like there there's there's a weird fine line between uh you know what it is? Like almost every day on set I worried about one basic question. Which is like how bad is just bad? Yeah. <laughs> like how bad can we push this before before it's actually like unwatchable garbage, um, and people lose interest and people stop watching? Um, and yeah, that like that haunted me on set.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like the choreography as well must have been wasn't it must have been easy for you because there's some f- mm. serious flippy spinny shit going on there. You know. Oh yeah. The ninjas. Yeah. Um, how long did that take you to nail down?
1: Yeah, we actually. Um, it's funny. One of the uh, the stunt coordinator was one of the ninjas. He is. He's a guy named Ryan Napalm Wagner, and he wow. apparently is what a name. world. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And he's apparently like a world class break dancer. I, 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 he's a super nice guy. Uh, but what he would do is this was the first movie he ever fight choreographed. He teaches martial arts. He has uh, the other ninjas were most of his students. Like like his good martial arts students lucky five. and so yeah i know right he was somebody's he was like somebody's cousin or something like uh but yeah i just brought him on he was the coolest dude in the world and what he would do is he would just rehearse with the actors probably for like um an hour or two after he figured out the choreography uh it takes about that long to set up the camera and shit anyway so basically as they were choreographing uh, we would be getting everything ready. We'd be getting extra shots and stuff, and then when it came time to do the fight, uh, fights, it was yep. we just ran through again and again and again, covered it from uh, basically any <laughs> angle we could,
0: and just cut it to. Kiana Reeves like, yeah, I, I actually learned the basics of kung fu, and you're like, fuck you, we did it in an hour, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and I will say to Greg and Alyssa's
1: credit, they're like they were the two, um, you know, the people who played uh, Doug and Carol. Um, they were more or less the only two professional actors on set. Like, so they were people that were trained for, like, elocution, for movement, for dance, for, like, they knew what they were doing with that shit. Uh, which is why I felt comfortable being like, all right, cool, you have an hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like, if if it was just, like, me doing it, I'd be like, cool, we have a a week in advance. (laughs) We're gonna be looking at this shit. (laughs) Um, but yeah, they, they were, they were, they loved it. I think, actually, Alyssa's told me before that the fights were some of her favorite shit. Because, once again, it's stuff they're never asked to do. So...
2: So the way the way it seemed from the outside is um, like I, I heard whispers of Velocipaster. It wasn't just something that was right there in front of me. It was something like, like, have, have you seen the trailer for this? And it's like, what? No, no, I didn't see it. And then, like, sooner or later, like, more people ask you, more people ask you. Before you know, it, it's on Amazon and it's all over the place. And everyone's like, have you fucking seen this movie? And is that kind of how it was in real life? Was it like it started off very slow, like it got released and it didn't get enough attention, and all of a sudden it got all the attention because that's how it kind of felt from the outside in.
1: Yeah. Uh yes. <laughs> it, it it kind of was that. Like essentially what happened was um we actually premiered in twenty seventeen. We premiered in Portland. Um and it was like a nice Portland. festival and yeah, I know, right? Uh and what started happening was festival coordinators talk. And so mm. like I, I think I sent it to like five or six festivals, like just sort of blind. Um yeah. And then I think by the end of its festival run we had played in something like twenty seven festivals. Like wow. because they kept everybody kept talking to each other and being like, dude, this movie fucking killed our audience. You gotta book it. And so it started spreading that way. Eventually we found distribution. Um mm-hmm. and when it really ignited was um <laughs> I remember the exact date because it was four twenty, which yeah, also happened course. to be Easter, and they yes. released the uh, the kind of famous poster image from the distributor, um, mm. and yeah, all of a sudden it was fucking everywhere. It, it was it was insane. I, I I was like trying to explain to my mom like what was happening, <laughs> being like, uh, yeah, so there's this site called Reddit and and it's it's <laughs> on reddit but it's like very very big on reddit.
2: Yeah, <laughs> um, huge. It's huge yeah. on reddit. Mom, come on. Now. I have all the I have all the likes. Come on now. Uh,
1: mom, mom. <laughs> but uh yeah, it it was sort of there was definitely a moment where it like hit um and after that there were like two or three other moments where it sort of stepped up in the public eye like uh The last big one was right before the pandemic when we got on Amazon because, uh, somebody posted it on Reddit and I saw that it was blowing up and I jumped into the comments to do an AMA uh, because I was just, I was driving for, for Postmates, which is like a Grubhub delivery service. (laughs) Um, and, uh... My my friend's husband texted me that it was on there, and so I pulled over into the parking lot of a McDonald's, and I spent, like, the next five hours there, like, texting back replies. <laughs> and uh, the what the reason that really let it go thermonuclear was because, unlike the other times, it was immediately available on Amazon. So, yeah. like, during the AMA, I could be like, yeah, it's there right now. Go watch it. Have fun. And people would do so and come back with questions and it just sort of proliferated from there. Um, so so yeah it, it 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 was it felt overnight certainly to me uh, yes. it was it was yes that is the long story
0: we have to talk about one person in particular who I thought absolutely stole the show and I think you know what I'm talking about it's this guy.
1: Mr. Yes. <laughs> 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 <a> Frankie
0: Mermaid. <laughs> where, did you, uh, where did you get this guy from? And how king,
1: did you... <laughs> dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so for if you have not seen the film, first of all, go and watch the film. But Frankie Mermaid is like a pimp who is just the most pimpiest pimp in the pimping universe. He's oh, amazing. so pimpy. His, oh. his dialogue is just the bomb. It's so good. Where, where did that come from? Yeah, I, I
1: can tell you. So that man uh, who plays Frankie Mermaid is a friend of mine from film school. He's another filmmaker, actually. His name is Fernando Pacheco de Castro. Um, and he he and I were just buddies in film school. But, you know, when you're working in that environment, you use your friends to act. Like, you, you, you're you just straight up like, hey, dude, you want to be in this movie? I need you you know, whatever. Uh, so when it came time for Velocipastor... I texted Fernando, and I was like, Hey, so dude, I have like this kind of grody pimp character uh, in Velocipastor, and I was wondering if you'd be interested in, in playing him. And there's like a five minute pause, and I get a flurry of texts back. That is like, my name will be Frankie Mermaid. Why will it be Frankie Mermaid? Because I'm swimming in bitches. I'm gonna shave the top <laughs> of my hair. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do it. And I was like, okay, you got it, man. Like this is yours. This is yours. And so I, I, I like literally let him just go. Like I, I think that. It's funny, because most of the actors, beyond, like, you know, sort of exploratory rehearsals we did, most of them were more or less on the script. And Fernando was the one person that he basically improv the whole part. I was just like, he's obviously on some genius shit right now and so i'm just gonna stand back and let him do it because it was astonishing to watch uh so yeah that was was, that's (laughs) almost entirely fernando's invention i I think that he's so funny in the film and my only regret about it is that he's not in the film longer because had i known it was going to be that good i probably would have had him stick around (laughs) for a little bit but
0: we could have a frankie mermaid spin-off
1: yeah, I know. I know. Right. Prequel. Prequel. The early prequel. years. The early yeah, exactly. years. Prequel percent, How did he get there? How did he rise to the rise of Frankie? street Mermaid. corner pimp? Oh, my God. <laughs> what was
2: what was that fucking movie with uh, Dan Aykroyd where you played a pimp? Um, fuck. What was that movie? It was back in it was back in like the 80s. It was doctor something. Um, you know wow. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not left. sure
0: I'm aware of this. Story. Oh no! Uh, uh, guys, uh, that, guys, uh, that's that's weird that me. you went there. I, I, I went. I went with uh, Will Ferrell with uh, other guys. Gator, Gators, Gator, bitches, bitches, or, or, bitches, or, or Jimmy's, Jimmy's. <laughs>
1: oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> a long, um, a long and illustrious line of, of gross <laughs> pimp characters. <laughs> I'm um, happy to be part of it.
2: It's Dr. Detroit. That's the movie. It's Dr. Detroit from 1983. And um, yeah, yeah, he played a pimp and it it was obscenely bad. It would not play today. That which actually brings up a very valid point. How do you think your film is going to be viewed in 20 years with the way that everything changes so dramatically so quickly? There are so many films like, you know, like Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder is not it could not be made today especially in the climate do you think that philosophy pastor is going to come under any scrutiny because i mean you're like hey we advocate for dinosaurs we don't like how you portray them in this movie <laughs> or something along those lines do you think it's gonna still work as well as it does now in like 20 years
1: i hope so um i i i don't think that's in my control so it's one of those things that i'm sort of like you know look all art ages society yes. changes Things uh, things change in society in terms of, like, being acceptable, being funny, being scary, being, like... You can't control that. All you can do is sort of make your film to the best of your ability for the time it's in. Um, I would love to think that people will still like it in 20 years, and I yes, hope they do. Um, and and if, if for some reason dinosaur rights activists yes. rise up. And... Or pimps. Or pimps.
2: Or, we, or don't like pimps. How, we don't like how you did Frankie <laughs> Mermaid wrong.
1: All he's trying to do is feed
3: his family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: What's wrong with you? Kill him off by dinosaur <laughs> slitting of the if, throats. You know,
1: all, all I will be able to say is that it was a different time. Yes! <laughs> and <laughs> that's, that's all I got. But yeah, it, it is an interesting thing to think about. And and I have thought about it. I I've definitely, I've definitely thought about it.
2: So, I mean, um, there's nothing in the film that would, you know, scream, oh, you should hate on me because it's timeless. uh, And that's the nice thing about using like prehistoric creatures and like and and fucking ninjas. You know, they're two totally different time frames where you can't really be like, well, in the time frame, really, that didn't happen. You can't really it doesn't really play like that. So I I would I would feel that people should not pick apart that type of stuff because the movie's fucking brilliant. And you should just enjoy it as it is and not take whatever is going on in the social climate at the moment to try to like. Uh, to to shine a light on, be like, well, that wasn't technically okay, or whatever the fuck it might be.
1: Yeah, and I I think the other thing... I think the main reason I'm actually not that worried about that is because Mm. I think if you see Velocipastor, it's so obviously all in good fun. Yes. Like, it's so obviously, like, we're doing this from a place of, like, isn't this cool? (laughs) As opposed to, like, I don't know, really, really coming down or being really cynical about any of it. And it was even important for me, quite frankly, to do that with the Christianity stuff where it's mm-hmm. like I am not Christian. I I'm never I have never gone to church or anything like that. But I'm like, look, this is really important to a lot of people. So I I can make fun of it to an extent. Yes. And that but there's certain things that are just kind of not funny anymore if you keep pushing it. And um, and sure enough, we have found a really good periphery audience in cool priests. <laughs> oh,
2: okay. Christ,
1: yeah, Christian folks love this film, guys.
2: As well as they should, because yeah. anything that shines like any good light on Christianity at the moment is is you know I mean like because there's movies like like The Passion, right, which did sure. its own thing. Mel Gibson made his fucking Christian picture, and Christians love it for a certain reason. But there's always things like dogma in in yeah. that I love because it's it's important to poke fun at things that yeah. are important to you because if you take yourself too seriously, you're you're not living life at that fucking point
0: it's insanity I, anyway. I tend to agree. Do you, do you reckon the popes watch this?
1: Yeah, yeah he if should. the Pope has watched this, he can have a cameo in number two. Oh, that'd be so I, I dope. will, I will invite the Pope.
0: Uh, I, I have no godly idea. The, honestly, there's gotta be, I could, there's gotta be a, a, a bunch of priests that look for stuff like this, and they're like, we need to look at this and see if this is okay. But I imagine there's also a group of priests that went, dude, he gave us holy men superpowers. We need to fucking endorse this shit, like, <laughs> yeah. you know well and the other funny thing that
1: I've like heard from actual priests that have watched it is they're generally very happy that um Doug is not portrayed as a stock villain um or as a stock good dude they yes. were like honestly you portrayed him as a person like and we appreciate that it's like dumb. And it's, like, silly, but it's cool that you didn't fall into essentially him being, like, you know, just just a non-character. Him just being, like, here to hear a confession and be good. Or him to be, like, I don't know, like, the stock evil priest.
2: Very much in the same way of, like, Cheech Marin in, uh, what was it, Uh, what was it, was it Machete? (laughs) for us, <laughs> well from no not that one get That's the, he's here, the no, worst no. enough that was a joke. <laughs> yes, I know I know I, I get the jokes Alex. I'm here for the jokes. Um and no, Cheshman what was it? Was it in fucking Dusty? now you know you got me stuck on Dustud Dawn vampires you motherfucker. Um no, it was um was it machete or was it um uh desperado? Yeah. Which one was yeah. he in there? And he was the thing was machete. It was machete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um where he's like he's like I need you to help me brother and he's like He's like, oh, I don't, I don't think I can. He's like, and then they, you know, show him loading up two shotguns. Why are we showing a picture of Tom Stevens as emo face on
0: the mouse? Yes, yeah, that, that's uh, that's Tom Stevens as an emo. There you go. You get that one for yeah, free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was so yes, weird. Ex- <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> yes. If we could all learn a lesson from having snake bites and emo haircut, it's this. That you can get a beard one day. Uh, by the way, I love your pixie shirt. I've been staring oh, at the entire you. time. I'm you know, speaking of punk rock. Got to fucking oh, represent yeah. my friend. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, I listened uh, to no effects when I was a really young kid. I got a no effects. I heard they suck live. And that was like mm-hmm. my first real. Because, you know, I, I listen to like yeah, blink Blink yeah. too. But, you know, obviously sure, that's, sure. That, that's what I would consider you like pop punk, which is still yeah, good yeah. and valid. But then you listen to something like no effects or Rancid or something along mm-hmm. those lines. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's fucking yeah, punk yeah. Rock. Th-
1: there's a world of difference between Simple Plan and Misfits. Yeah, I I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> and I look, they're they're both good for what they're doing. Yes. Yes. But I, I yeah, I I got this at um at a Pixies show actually. I, I yeah. finally saw them um a handful of years ago, uh, and it fucking ruled. Actually, I was actually surprised how heavy they were alive still. Like, cause I was you know I was kind of expecting. I don't know. I was maybe expecting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was expecting them to be maybe a little past their prime. And I was Mm. actually kind of surprised how like how heavy it still was. So yeah. Hell yeah.
2: I saw Rob Zombie a couple years back and like he still rocks hard. And I'm like, dude, yeah. you're in your fucking fifties, bro, and you're still rocking like it was fucking you know Living Dead Girl five seconds ago. Um also oh, offspring. Man. Um Offspring played at a fairgrounds uh, down the down the way, and I did not get to see them physically, but I heard them play and the energy they were just putting out. I'm like, man, they're still offspring. That's that fucking rules. awesome. Dude, good it rocks. Right? Dude, yeah, yeah. It's it's good to know you don't have to grow up in much the same way <laughs> yeah. where you can make a <laughs> Amazingly silly films like Lost Pass. You don't have to grow up; you just gotta have a good time while
1: you do it, man. Yeah, yeah, and there's a time and place to do so. Like, like it's it's totally valid to be like, "All right, cool, I'm gonna spend a couple of years of my life on this shit." <laughs> like, yes. be, beca- and I will say, um, <laughs> excuse me, as a genuine uh, thing, I like I told you guys, we we sort of blew up, blew up right before COVID. And I can't tell you the amount of genuine messages I've gotten from people being like, I watched your film and it was the only good thing to happen to me this week. Thank you. And like, it's been like, so heartening to have so
0: many people reach
1: out and say things like that.
0: That's the reaction I had when I watched it. Genuinely, I was in a really bad place at the time. I was in between ah. properties. I was I was kind of home, technically homeless, staying at my yeah, mother's yeah, yeah, yeah. And I watched this film. and I was like, I needed this so badly. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, I think I, I think I wrote to I wrote to you and Doug, I think, and I was kind of like. I needed this so badly. Thank you. Please come on our yeah. show. I mean, obviously, yeah, things yeah, must yeah. be ni- things must be ninety miles an hour for you guys because this obviously did better than what you expected. Velocipater, <laughs> you know and that, yeah. that. That doesn't mean I
1: didn't mean to say that to disrespect <laughs> no, you. No, 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 not at all. This was not the one I expected to put me on the map. So I get it. <laughs>
0: what, now, what happened? Go on, sorry. No, no I was going to say gonna now. Say, does this. You go first, Alex. I can't, I'm, <laughs> do it. Go say things. What? What did this cause? For you, did did was the phone off the hook? Uh, have you been given job offers? Are, are you now on the map?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, it, kind of weirdly, yes. It, it's it's so strange to. Well, all right. The immediate effect was that I had to turn off notifications from my social media, <laughs> um, because there was definitely a period of time where I was like, I couldn't keep up. I, I was just straight up like, this is a lot. <laughs> um, but it, it, yeah, we are. We are, it has certainly opened some doors for things like funding for things like other movies, which I'm very excited about. Um, and I, it is strange to kind of internalized that I am somewhat of a figure in horror movies now, or at least in like this genre of film, mm. um, whatever you want to define the genre as <laughs> uh, it, it. Yeah. It, it's, it is kind of fucking cool. I, I, I had a moment once where I tweeted out the, uh, the, I, I was printing out a script Um, And that's always, like, a nice, cool thing. The first printing of a new script. It's, like, it's fun. It's cool. You celebrate it. And I tweeted it out with a video. And within, like five or six hours there were news articles being like next film from brendan St-, and i'm like what the fuck is happening <laughs> like, like I, I don't have funding for this shit yet i literally printed a script i spent oh 15 dollars at staples and somehow made film news so it's like it, it's a little surreal at times but it's definitely something i'm still kind of adapting to for better and for worse no. uh, mostly for better
2: <laughs> with the success of Lost of Pastors, does that kind of push you to make more films like it or do you wanna do something different? Because obviously, you know, the, the artistic the, the artistic license behind being like punk rock and stuff is never to do the same thing twice. You wanna do right. something different each time and that's how you kind of define art. So with the success that you've had, do you make more films like it or do you try to do something different now because you've already done that once?
1: Yeah. Um Good question. It it that that was another thing that haunted me. <laughs> because immediately, of course, when it blew up and people r- really embraced it, um everybody was asking where a sequel was. Yes. And I I Loved the idea of doing a sequel, but I was like, the worst thing I could do would be to essentially rehash it. Because so much of the fun of Velocipaster is that every scene has you going like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and like the, the fact that it, it is so kind of perpetually unexpected uh, as it goes along, that is the fun. And so to do the same thing again would just be... It, it would kill it. That would be the end of the fun. Yeah. Um. So I took a lot... It took me a while to figure out exactly what the avenue for an actual sequel would be. And I finally, like last month, kind of cracked it with my co-writer. So now we do have an actually really fun and good script for a Velocipaster 2 that Ooh. I am like very proud of and very excited to make. That being said... um. I do have other really very different films (laughs) that I do want to do. Um, And that I think that right now, especially in a post-COVID, post-Trump world, I'm sort of like, I want to do a fun one again. (laughs) Yes. Um, But I will say that in the future, there are definitely darker scripts that I would like to do. And, And just things in other genres. I'd love to make like a really... I'd love to make like an Antichrist esque horror movie, Ooh, like, a really, like an Omen. Yes,
0: yeah, yes. I, I would State. love to do that.
1: <laughs> oh, <Yes>. um, yeah, <laughs> Red <laughs> State. Yeah, um, and I would also love to do like um, like my the, eventually. I know I'm going to do my 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 low key European art film, and I will love it, and everyone will be there <laughs> yes to support you when yes. it doesn't do as well as velocipaster <laughs> exactly.
2: does and not because you're like well the quality's great look at the art dripping out of L- every pore of this look film at it,
1: guys we shouted <laughs> on 35 yeah <laughs> oh you'd hear the film
2: and they see that person smoking in the back they're breaking rules mm. um so let me let me ask something because we yeah. do have a bunch of people that listen that you know, are potential filmmakers. They mm-hmm. are people that are in the arts when, when it's something like, you don't have to get down to the nitty gritty of it all, but like when something gets released on Amazon, is that as big of a payday as everyone thinks it is, or is it not really turn out the way that people assume?
1: Uh, no, mm. <laughs> it's definitely. So Amazon, it's interesting. So all the streaming services actually pay you differently. They have different okay. metrics for, um, their royalties. For instance, um, we are not on Netflix, but Netflix pays you a lump sum. And hmm. so Netflix, for instance, would be like, hey, we want your film for a year. We'll pay you 20000 bucks for that year. Okay. And you can like take it or leave it. Um, Netflix also will then tellingly Not tell you how much it was watched Like they don't give out their numbers So hypothetically They could If your film was watched twice Or if your film was watched 10 million times They won't tell you They will approach you again And be like hey uh, We want it again how about 10,000 You know like that's how they do business Wow. Um, Once again we are not on Netflix But that's like their model For instance Amazon actually pays you by minute watched. Um, They do a very obscure metric that is essentially translates to like, I don't know, like something like half of a cent of a US dollar for minute watched. So uh, on Amazon, the more people that watch it, the more you will get paid. Um, Good. And that is also true for Tubi which we are on. And Tubi actually pays you much better than Amazon Prime. So if anybody out there hasn't seen it yet, yeah, watch it on Tubi. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so if I was to, like, just go to bed right now and just leave Velocipastro on loop a whole bunch, would that be good for you? Because I don't mind doing that. I, I like I, I like falling asleep truly, to shit. Just saying. I
1: truly don't know. I, I I think it would yes. I think yes. that it would tangentially probably earn me about nine cents.
3: All
1: right. <laughs> but I will say <laughs> I will say this about what we have earned: we have at least made the budget back. So Excellent. I, I we, and we have we have gone. We actually made the budget back of thirty five um in pre-orders. Uh, so we, we we
0: are doing fine. In terms of earning money on it, I bet uh, I bet you I bet you've been making merch and T-shirts and yeah. posters and all sorts as well, right? That's yeah. probably going to make you more, in fact, because I mean, yeah if look does. at like it's weird, it's look at long. indie audiences. Indie audiences find you and they stick with you. You only have yeah. to look at the ri- likes of um, uh, Richard Ioardi and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. with the IT crowd and the things that he's made, um, yeah. and and what's his name? The guy uh, Hot hot What's his name? What
1: you... Oh, Edgar Wright.
0: Yeah. Edgar Wright and you know these were like indie people mm-hmm. uh, that that have made these small little production things. I've gone on, they found their audience and they follow them from production to production. Yeah, and that's probably what you're going to get now. You know, they're like I'm what you hoping do. so.
1: I, I I and it's like look, Ioade and Wright are two people that I like idolize. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> Garth. Uh, have you ever seen Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my God, that w- it was a Richard Ioane thing that. I forget if it was before or after the IT crowd, but it was, like, in that time period. Mm. Um, it was a, you know, traditionally Brit short. I think it was, like, six or seven episodes, and that was it. Um, it is so fucking funny. And it is, like... It was, in many ways, kind of my my soft Bible for Velocipaster. <laughs> uh, it, it, the whole setup of it is that it was sort of a deranged Stephen King-esque author that he's, like... They made, a, they made a show of all my novels, and it was the best thing to ever air, and they didn't air it. So here you go. Here's my lost show. And so you're seeing the very fucking bad uh, show, and interspersed with interviews of the creative crew, one of mm. which is played by Ayoade as Dean Lerner, the producer, who's just an idiot. And it's really <laughs> funny. It's, like, very worth seeking out. Um And Edgar Wright's just a genius. Like, he's... I Mm. I love his films, so...
0: And like, there's there's the flip side as well. This the negatives uh, that this can cause as well. And of course, I'm talking about Josh Trank. Obviously, like yeah. he went he went down a really bad path with what he did because Chronicle was fantastic. They're yes, like, oh, make us a Fantastic Four movie, and then he made it and they dissected it and turned them into a good movie into a very very bad film. And yeah. he's not been able to recover from it. And you know, are you scared that could could happen to you? Yes. Oh. I mean, yes. Yeah. Yes,
1: <laughs> I, I, I yes definitely, Alex. I'm <laughs> terrified. Thank you for bringing it up, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> well, no, no. It, it is funny because I definitely, you know, I, I live in Hollywood. And sort of the Hollywood track is... You make an indie darling, they give you a Marvel film, and then you're never heard from again. (laughs) And it's sort of like, the reason they do that is because they think they can control you. They think that the indie people will be easy to push around because they are. Because they don't Mm. have enough clout to Mm. say no. And so it sucks. It's sort of a deal with the devil in some ways because the best way to navigate it is to do something like Taika Waititi did where it's yes. sort of like made a great indie, made a pretty good Marvel film, and then made the movie he actually wanted to make in Jojo Rabbit. And I think uh, Guillermo del Toro did a similar thing with Blade. Um, yes. And it's I think if I'm offered a property like that, which I have not been, for the record, but it's if... A fucking shame. You I need me right, right now. Someone
2: needs to give this man a Star Wars if you're listening, <laughs> Kathleen uh, Kennedy.
1: I, I, I'm waiting, Lucasfilm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Disney. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if, if that was to happen, I, it would be... I, I think I would be uniquely unsuited for it, honestly. Mm. I think it's that I would chafe against it a lot. Um, that being said, I would be totally willing to take the paycheck if I was like promised a movie beyond it that I could actually make. And then I would do the best of my ability with whatever it was. Um,
2: exactly, you know. and I mean, like, and right now, I think is the time actually because I mean, you, you're you're very right. Like, what they tend to do with any film, but right now, I think any film has a better better voice than it has ever before because we have so many different platforms to be released on where yes. they're willing to take chances. So I think that it's now a viewers market and less of a I don't know what the other market would be like a like yeah. an upper market where they're like, oh no, this is what everybody wants to see. No, we tell you what we want to see, and then you give it to us. Yes. So things like Vlasse Pastor have a better life than it would have you know maybe like 10-15 years ago where it would have been you know a, a fucking straight to video rental where the fuck it is because now labor. everything's straight to video rental it's like fuck you this is what it is and if you're either gonna love it you're gonna love it if you're not gonna like it that's fine but there's gonna be thousands of people that do like it
1: yeah so. it, it weirdly puts us on the same strata as those movies whose opening logos are more than our budget. <laughs> yes. You know, where it's sort of like, I remember when we first came out, people kept comparing, and they were doing it as a joke, of course, mm. uh, but they were kept comparing us to Avengers Endgame because that was coming out about the same time. Uh, or, or like the first time we started going around was when that was in theaters. And my only thought was like, <laughs> it's, like, that's what you're reaching for. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it kind of guys, goes back gonna, to what you the, said.
0: Oh, sorry. I was going to say, the view, about, before you go on, the the image I want to show you guys are on YouTube, for people to compare this film to Endgame, I want you to look at this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I say that gives me more chills than the scene where he says on your left in Endgame. I'm just gonna put it
1: out there because that's it's, brilliant. It is, is, it, is it art? I cannot say. No. <laughs> I, I think it's fucking amazing. It's but it, so it is funny because it is sort of what you were saying before, Tom, where it's um it's uh Oh god, I kind of lost my my point now. So, I say yeah, a lot of okay. shit,
2: Brendan. Trust me, dude. If you can't, remember, like, my mom doesn't remember my first words. She's like, "You're so forgettable, Thomas. You're the second child. Nobody cares what you say."
1: That's true. Uh, I'm the second child too. Oh um, hey, let's yeah. go. <laughs> sisters, brothers. What what do you got? I got one older brother, and he is in the dinosaur costume in that. Shot. Yes!
2: Yes! Hey, bro, <laughs> I, fucking jump in this costume. You want to be in my film? Yeah, yeah.
1: that's right. You wear that, that costume. That, that is so either good. my brother or myself. We are the only two that fit in the costume. So, so much.
0: <laughs> how, much, how much did that cost? That that costume?
1: Oh, so I actually figured it out recently. So there's Ooh, uh, no. it, the answer. I'll do the answer first. So it was 7200 US dollars. <laughs> wow! I know that because... It was $7,200 paid for by my high school in 2008. Uh, I did not make this costume. I do not know who did make this costume. Um, this was made for a movie I was supposed to direct when I was 17 or 18 years old. I ran my high school film club. And one year, in their infinite wisdom, they gave us budget. And I wanted to make a movie called The Last Dinosaur. Uh, a, re- a remake of the 1970s film, and so our school advisor <laughs> found okay, a guy, found a guy to make this costume, and we used Pennsylvania tax money to pay for it. So, after- <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was they delivered this costume to my house and we put it in my basement and waited for production and the day before we were supposed to fucking shoot the principal comes in and is like i finally read the script and it's too violent you have to do something else so we didn't get to make it but he did not ask for the costume back so it stayed in my basement for about I don't know what what was it eight nine years before we shot the film. So wow. yeah, it, it's I I but I finally found a journal I had kept during that time period that some for <laughs> some reason I wrote down how much it actually cost. So the answer amazing is seven thousand two hundred dollars. <laughs> I feel that should be a, wow. money. That should be a
2: tax write off for your school. Now, but like, listen, I don't know if you saw the uh, prestigious film *Blossom Pastor*, but clearly
1: our <laughs> our funds did not go to waste. He used no, the cost No, I, I'm I'm sure that's the best money my high school ever spent on anything. Honestly.
2: Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like- yes, it is. That's amazing. to give you a yeah. budget. Like I was I in a, I was in films. Sc- uh, I, I took, um, I was in film. Okay, so sad story. Whatever, fuck ever. Uh, When I was in my junior year, I had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I they basically gave me the choice to go to class or not go to class. I only Mm -hmm. went to film course because that's the only thing I cared about at the time. I wrote a script. It was called Antlers. It was about um, a backwards family that you know the mother dies giving birth to this kid, and the father really resents the fact, so he keeps him in a cage and uses him as an animal for you know finding means to eat and stuff along those lines. Along the way, he becomes friends with a little girl who is like his best friend. She treats him like a human. Well, the father drunkenly one Christmas sees like this thing of antlers kind of like bobbing over the thing. He takes a pot shot at it to try to get some meat for him. and his family mm-hmm. turns out it was a little girl wearing antlers um, to go bring some cookies to her little friend for Christmas cool. and he kills her, but he's not going to waste it. So he kind of tax cuts and eats. And I wrote this whole thing, and my my uh, teacher was a really, really decent dude. He loved horror films, really into everything. And yeah. he was like, totally, do it. And I was like, awesome. And that's where it stopped because I was also really into marijuana and pussy at the time. So I kind of like <laughs> lost the interest very quickly. I was like, right. don't you have a movie to make? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. But don't you have a joint over there somewhere? Like, yeah, yeah, fuck the movie. For we'll sure. Make later. <laughs> uh, he, but also on the same train of thought he was a very good guy because i came Mm -hmm. to him near the end of school and one thing he promised was if you don't make a film you're failing like that's the only way Mm -hmm. to fail this fucking course and i came up to him i was like i was like john um i don't know if you know this but i'm a slacker he's like yeah i know tom very good thank you for letting me know he's like tell you what write a a report on why your movie failed and i'll give you a c i was like oh thank you perfect i was like because (laughs) i smoke too much weed signed and uh, he let me go man he let me go with a c minus i don't know that, wow, that paper was bad, riveting actually. i know right <laughs> it was riveting i, I, I all the punctuation <laughs> there was an exclamation point in there somewhere i swear to god it, it was it was really cool but that was my uh that was my film school and then we also did a uh, c i went to ccv and i made a ripoff of a uh, a music video that i did one time which uh, you know shit happens but but oh, yeah. the one thing i'm very proud of with that film was uh we kind of like borrowed from like 1980s um friday the 13th kind of like um action horror sense like when i'm not by sure. like it's an action horror movie but like in the way that like uh jason will pop out from behind a tree and mm-hmm. then like um you'll know, the person will be running and then like a branch comes down to get knocked out things along those lines and i was very proud because the teacher said like if i did not know you personally i would probably report you to the police and i was like perfect that's all i wanted Dope. to know Fucking, exactly do it. exactly do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah really that good. rules though yeah, do, do, do right. you do you have a script stowed away somewhere for when you do have budget
1: Yes. Several. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I'm yes. I'm I'm somebody that actually uh it's funny. I I didn't go into film to be a screenwriter. I I went into film to direct. Um but somewhere and I started screenwriting because I didn't like any of the stuff that the screenwriting students were doing in my school. Um I so I just started doing it because I was like, "No, no, no. I want to make something like this." Um, And over the years, I have come to find that I enjoy screenwriting most. So it's sort of like I can churn out scripts. I have five or six unproduced scripts features that I just have that I'm like, one day, one day, I'm getting to eat all of you.
0: Yeah. And and
1: yeah, there's definitely there's definitely one or two of those that I'm like, that's I'm I'm really proud of this work. I think it's a really good script. I need like five million dollars. <laughs> like like that that I would not attempt on on like a tiny budget. Because it it it's just would fail. It's like it wouldn't work uh the way mm-hmm. that something like Velocipaster would. So
2: anybody yeah. anybody ever tell you you look like Elijah Wood, by the way?
1: Whoa, I'll take it. Yes, you know. You totally actually, should. actually, so it's a little hard to see here. Um, in the sun, my hair is red. I'm I'm oh. actually kind of a ginger believer. <gasps> no uh, I know. it go. I got freckles, I got freckles all over the arms, guys. <laughs> um <laughs> but but what I will say is I think only due to that. The number one thing that people, the number one celebrity people would tell me I look like is Ed Sheeran. And that's such an insult. I was oh. just like, <laughs> like I, was, I know. And every time I was like, he, sh- really? <laughs> like, I think they meant it as, as a compliment. And every time I was like, Thanks. Um, yeah. He is not a man that is famous for being handsome. So,
0: I, I, fucking amazing. You're definitely a lot more handsome than Ed Sheeran. Yes. Thank you from me. Thank you so much. Thank so you. much. <laughs> that's the whole oh reason
1: God. I came on this podcast was just to just <laughs> Feed me. have somebody tell me. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I will absolutely take Elijah Wood. I he's a hell of a cool guy, from what I understand. Fuck
2: so, yes. Um, yeah. Interestingly enough, his uh, his girlfriend plays in like this indie band, and um, like down the like we heard whispers, but like, dude, Elijah Wood's over at this bar over here. I'm like, what? What the fuck is Elijah Wood doing at the bar in Vermont? It's because yeah. his girlfriend was playing in a band, uh, this like indie, like kind of like like funk band, or where the cool. fuck it is? I know, right? I was like, dude, what the fuck is Frodo doing here? There's no volcanoes <laughs> anywhere around us. What is he doing? <laughs> There's no eagles, motherfucker. Get out of here. The tumble right. down that with his fucking
0: Lord of the Rings box set. Well, you sign my I box don't set, have- Bullshit.
2: Bullshit. Lord of the Rings is stupid, and I don't like it, so I would not. But I would show up with a faculty poster and be like, bro.
0: Yeah, so um, oh. I've just kicked him out because... Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit.
1: Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit.
2: <laughs> Hateful. Hateful. Just because it's, like, all British and shit, and you're like, oh, look how smart and classy it is. I know it's New Zealand or where the fuck are- but hey, the, the faculty Ooh. is a ten times better film than Lord of the Rings. Really. Have you
1: ever seen Maniac? Yes, the one I have yeah, seen Maniac. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved him in Maniac. Honestly, mm. I uh, everything he's doing with Specter Vision and like the the fact that he's like weirdly into horror is something that I'm like hoping that one day I'll, I'll I'm hoping one day Senpai will notice me and I'll be able to finally hang out with Elijah Wood. <laughs> like,
2: some fat guy I met in Vermont saw you one time, <laughs> and he really wants a faculty poster sign. I'm just saying. Um, Elijah Wood, another one that, like, kind of goes out there and just kind of does it for the Gipper, yeah. you know? he um, If you think yeah. about, like, uh, Sin City, I mean, he, oh, yeah. he plays, like, one of the creepiest, like, characters in the world, and you're like, dude, that's, that's little Elijah Wood. Yeah,
1: it's also, he's, I, I would say he's one of the, um, He navigated the the abyss of being a child actor, possibly the most successfully because Mm. or at the very least, he seems like let me say this. He seems like a genuinely balanced human being, which is more than I can say for most child actors. Um, So it's like, yeah, good on him, man. He's good. Good on him. It's, it's weird,
2: because when you compare him to like a Macaulay Culkin, you're like, well, Macaulay Culkin seems like he kind of managed, but I don't yes. know how damaged you are, because I've heard your interviews, and you're a strange cookie,
0: my friend. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. A little... uh, and, unless you're like Rupert Grint, and he's like, you want to do any more mo- movies? You were great in Harry Potter, and he's like, nah, I'm good. I don't I'm doing yeah. Thank you for the money. Yeah. Thanks for the money. Like I'll just I'll yeah. I like, yeah. sit there and get yeah. stoned and eat pizza, like yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. No exactly. Like,
1: it. I it's sort of like being a child actor is not something I would wish on anyone. I was oh. not one, but Thank I am God. also eternally happy I was not one. Yes. Like it, it just seems like a genuinely punishing thing to put somebody through. Um, yeah. and anybody that can navigate it well like that that shows some strength of spirit that i think yes. is rare so now, yeah
2: now unfortunately we're coming up to that time and we want to keep you because you've been very very gracious to to us with your time as it is my friend um brandon how can they how can they keep track of you where can they find you where can they see your stuff and where can they yeah. watch wall of pastor
1: woo uh uh yeah i am at brendan steer on everything um like uh uh, that's B R E N D A N S T E E R E, and that's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I at the at the fucking insistence of one of my friends, I made a TikTok, and I have uploaded exactly one video, and I I I don't know if. That might be it. So, so if you want to follow my my one video TikTok, you're more than welcome to. Um, <laughs> I, I just really wanted to give my information to China. I just really
2: did. <laughs> 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 you <laughs> get a letter. We saw pastor. We saw what you did with ninjas. You're like, fuck. I'm sorry. I didn't even
1: think that was you guys. I'm sorry. And they're like, and we love it. <laughs> yeah. We read those lines. Uh, uh, we, we see I'm, dinosaurs. I am on all of those things,
0: and people can also, of
1: course, email me
0: through my official site. Japan and Asia is such a weird one, isn't it? Because, like, uh, for example, Oasis. Oasis is quintessentially British band. They were bigger in Japan than they were yeah. over here. <laughs> like, crazy,
1: we right? actually, we actually just got a Japanese release, and Ooh. I am very excited. Uh, it's like the first big international, not English territory that we've been officially released in. Um Ooh. and so I don't know. I'm I'm I've never been to Japan. I majored in East Asian cinema in <laughs> in my college. So I know a lot about Japan, having never been there. <laughs> um and I, I hope I get to go. But oh if um I'm sorry, if people want to see the film, it is on Amazon Prime or Tubi. Uh if it's an international listener, somebody not in North America, uh the Blu-ray is region free. So if you want Ooh. to own it, get a Blu-ray um, and otherwise use that VPN dog.
0: <laughs> are, there, are there, are there places where people can buy merch and stuff? Cause I'd love a Velocipaster t-shirt. Yes. Like, yes. 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 Uh, yeah. yes. Um, we
1: are actually in the process of working on merch right now. So oh, cool. I will not be quiet about it when it comes out. Uh, you can find updates on that at the Velocipaster as one word, yes. Yes. the Velocipaster. And that's Twitter, Instagram, not tiktok no <laughs> but, uh, twitter and instagram uh we will definitely post updates on that shit and facebook well, there's a facebook page as well so
0: yeah you have been one of the best ba- get one of the best guests we've spoken to in a while i've been oh, dying you, to Brian. get you on and like i'm so happy we spoke to you and uh, if you need a voice role or a british guy on the phone or something for velocirpasta 2 you i'm your guy i absolutely hit you up yeah yeah
2: yeah that's <laughs> And I'll talk shit about him the entire time. Like, you sure you want Alex? You sure? But <laughs> hey. do you see that butcher role you did at the fucking prison? I'm just saying.
0: I, I, I'm on a monopoly board, right? I am oh, on You totally is. a monopoly board. Come on. Board. Yeah, I, yeah. I, can, I can make shit happen. I can make shit happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, quickly before we go, what's yeah. next for you? Uh, and then we'll let you go. Um, Definitely pastor too. That is
1: the one that I am full bore ahead want to make. Uh, Yes. That is sort of, I'm planting my flag in it after a little bit of uh, waffling and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I'm like, this is the one. I want to make this film, and I think it'll be a, a fucking blast. So, yeah.
2: Brandon, when when Brandon, Brandon, when you finish Pastor two, we want to obviously have you back on. We want to talk more about it because we will be in line to see it wherever it might be available at the time. Trust me, we I fucking love, love you. We
1: love this film, man. Dude, I'd love so to come much. back. This was a blast. Yeah. So yeah. Thank
0: you. What, what what we tend to do now is we we're going to step into the later lounge, which is a little half an hour catch up. Me and Tom do. Um, mm-hmm. We tend to let our guests go, but you have been an absolute dream everybody brendan steer thank you so much for joining us thank, thank you me. guys this was have fun. a great day thank you so much
1: you guys too. welcome back see you soon
0: <laughs> have a great day i'll see you later see you guys bye 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 see you wow okay i'm gonna switch us over to the late lounge Hey! Look at that! Hey, that, was, that was magic. Oh, I'm so ha- I am so happy. oh like that's it. that like, how often do you get to speak to people like of of movies that you genuinely really enjoy? I, I mean, Never. I know we've spoken to some amazing people, but that was phenomenal. Thank you, Brendan, for joining us. Yes,
2: that was just so much fun. And if you guys have not seen *Floss Pastor*, but you listen to the whole interview, I I really hope that our interview. Kind of makes you want to go and turn it off. I mean, you know, finish up, you know, come back to us. Don't don't leave us hanging. Don't leave us on the pause. But we didn't spoil the movie either. We didn't spoil. No, we didn't spoil anything, dude. We're really good about that. We didn't say too much stuff.
0: We're thinking about you guys. Thinking about you guys all the time. Yes.
2: Yes. (laughs) Um, We we definitely highlighted a lot of the better aspects of that film. And there's so many amazing aspects. And like you heard it from Brandon himself, dude, he is a phenomenal dude. Look how much like passion he has for his craft. How could you not want to support something like that?
0: Hmm. Yeah, mm. I, I I'm, I'm so much in love with them. Yes, uh, the, super the, nice the, guy. Everything they do, everything they're doing there. Velociraptor two is just gonna be you and
2: me will review the fuck out of it. We'll watch it, and be like, ah. dude, Velociraptor
0: two. Do you reckon we could get like try and worm our way onto it? some out yeah i
2: don't know yeah yeah well you're an actor you you can get your way on there i bet you can and i will stand behind you your ever-present podcasting you know best friend good
0: boy good boy boy. you
2: your line was really good right there can you give me a little more emphasis on the a or the oi
0: oh Um, he's a british guy he can pronounce his t's properly we'll definitely get him in he's not gonna say he's gonna say we need someone that can say duty properly okay we'll go to england for that one
2: Yes. Um, Not New England, though, because we don't pronounce our T's in Vermont. Uh, What'd you do this week, buddy?
0: I haven't stopped. I haven't even released uh, Not So Live yet. I haven't. It was meant to be out Thursday because I I literally um, haven't stopped. (laughs) I I, I, I got to a point today where I was kind of like, you're probably right. I probably should have had a week off this week, in all honesty. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah because um, today i went to prison i'll show you some pictures i took some really good pictures i gotta tell you guys i know you, you're like oh yeah he's always going about the prison but these are the finest people i work with honestly they're so amazing there's a picture of me there um that in the background there's Stu. um there's another one of me and i love taking these shots they're great there's me and paula there she's great she's one of the guards I mean, Stu, he's another actor. Siobhan, she's the librarian. And i got a little video of just us fucking about. Here we go. I'm going to play this. It's quite funny. So this is me, where I'm supposed to be. Over here's the godfather. Look. You look like you're on the toilet, sunshine. Over there's the mistake. And this is our stage today. (laughs) I love this place. Ah, some break.
2: You you sound so tired, like you just want to pass out right then and there. How tired were
0: you during that? Uh, That was actually the beginning before it even started. So um, what happens is is it's really exhausting um, because it's all i've explained it before it's all improv you have no script you have a guide like a bit like what brendan was saying really it's kind of like we have a point to get to and you just get there right uh, but you've got to be on your a game like my my character is very intense very testosterone fueled very aggressive um and it like the by the by the end of it we do we do two sets so there's a group that come in the morning a group in the afternoon um by the end of that first set, I was fucking done in, man. I'd hit a wall. I was like, oh. And then you have to find that energy again. It's just crazy. Um, but the, the guys I work with, as you can see, that's all about the camaraderie between us. That's why I played that. It's like we all understand each other. We've worked together for years, and they a great bunch of people. I love them to bits.
2: It, it is uh, very punk rock what you do because I mean, like, the, there is no set to anything. You it's every, all off the top of your head, all on the fly, and you all kind of like lean on one another to make yourselves better. So it, it's very cool. I, I, I would figure that if you would show what you actually do to Brandon, he'd probably be like, "Oh yeah, that's kind of how we go about it too. Look at that." And I think mm. he would be a fool not to cast you in some sort of role in Pastor 2. And then I could be like, I know that guy. I know that guy. Look at that guy getting eaten by the Velocipastor. I know that guy.
0: Imagine that. Yeah, we want to give you a ticket to come over to Sears in L.A. i am like, whoa! <laughs> Dude, want if, this guy? if you want this guy? If,
2: if, want this guy? if you were to go, if you were to go, bro, I would find a way to get out there as well. So I could be like, baby, I got to go on the set of Pastor 2 and hang out with my buds. You know, me and Brandon Sear chums.
0: I unfortunately don't think I'll be coming to America for a while. I mean, we looked Mm. at uh, local travel agents here, I told you, in the week, didn't I? And the prices to come over to America at the moment, because what they're doing at the moment is if you go abroad, you've got to test yourself before you go and then when you're on the way back, right? But they don't, Mm. like, they are normal tests, but they're in the airport, so they put, like, a a premium price on it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so this test normally costs, like, five bucks out in
2: public, but it's going to cost you 500. You're like, what? But, but yeah. why
0: yeah typical mm. airline manner yeah
2: so i have a question for you one parent to yeah. another i need you i need you to tell me if i'm a bad parent um so tom tom my middle he he plays super smash he plays kingdom hearts he's getting really you know developed in his gameplay um he saw he, he typed in something like flash versus sonic and that led to DC versus Marvel, you know, because they obviously have DC characters that fight to death. And he watched some videos and he was like, oh, what is this game? Where is it? And I didn't get him that, but I got him. Um, uh, what was the what's the DC versus DC game? Um, fuck, it starts eye. Um, um fuck
0: <laughs> Injustice. Yes,
2: God's Injustice Oh, good man. Yes, Injustice got Among Us. So he wanted to play it. I got it was five bucks. I couldn't like go wrong. I got it for him. And now he's completely obsessed with DC characters essentially duking it out to death. Does that make me a bad parent? No.
0: If you're there with him, if you're there with him, it's it's okay, so that game was very much based on the Mortal Kombat sort of engine, right? So it is like yeah. Take Mortal Kombat, swap it for DC characters, and that's what they did, and it was it was really good. So it was a little, it was a little bit violent, but at the same time, I think when you have people in comic book char- uh, like costumes committing those a violent acts, it kind of almost makes it okay, doesn't it? You know, because mm.
2: um, there's a clear uh, distinction between reality and fiction, and also like unlike the, the one of the reasons I kind of opted out from DC versus Mortal Kombat is there's no actual killing. An injustice. Like, you know, DC and, and Warner don't want their characters to die. They just want them to beat up each other, just like they do in the comic books mm, of the movies. Yeah. You know, you, you virtually never see
0: Batman go, I'm dead now. Uh! And something like there, that. There's a lot movies. of, it's called comic book uh, sort of violence. So there's lots of throwing people through walls and people getting hit by fucking trains, or whatever it is that happens like in that film uh, and a game, sorry. Um, no, well, I mean, let me ask you this How old were you when you first played Mortal Kombat?
2: um it was on sega so i couldn't have been that old i i gotta imagine like my first mortal Kombat. no my first mortal Kombat was mortal Kombat 2 on the arcade and then mortal Kombat 3 came out and we had the sega and i jammed that my parents got it for me and that was bloody as shit
0: and how old were you about um about? Well,
2: let's think it let's say it came out in what 90 92 um i would have to say so 92 i was four six to eight so around okay. the same exact time That's... actually now that you mention it
0: and are your parents bad parents yes <laughs> the parents. they raised me
2: clearly the bad parents um i don't know man like i was thinking about it because like you know a lot of my friends who are parents are like oh i don't let my kid play that or I don't let my kid do that and i'm like Ugh. i let him do all that and then i let him you know smoke some cigarettes and drink some booze i guess too i don't know i'm a bad dude um mm-hmm. i don't know fucking so wh- i don't know that was it was a thought that was going through my head i want to take the opinion of actually a parent i actually you know respect and compared to the people i don't
0: my kid, my kid showed a, a moment of growth this week. Actually, a very important one. Um, they we're talking about some, um, somebody's uh, dog called Dickie. and Kaz was going. Um, so, uh, what what was the name of the dog? And he goes, Hmm, it's got a swear word in it. And she was like, What? And he goes, What word? And he, and he goes, Dick. Uh, <laughs> so he he knows what swear words are. But he chooses not to say them, so I mean, I've got no problem with my kid knowing what swear words are in here and hearing them around there, as long as he realises not that it's bad to say them, that it's disrespectful to say them in front of women and adults and and other children. You know, yes. there's a difference there between going, "Oh, go on, say fuck, go on, say it, say it, say it," like that's that's stupid. Like, but it, like you teach kids how to be respectful, and that's that's the the difference right there.
2: I like to I like to believe that there's no I, I really am Kevin Smithian when I go with it, that there's no such thing as bad words, there's something as bad intentions. So like yeah. if you stub your toe and you're like fuck, that's not the same thing as like you're fucking stupid. Like they're two totally different things, in my at least in my opinion, some other people's opinions. Um but yeah, that, I don't know. I, I try to like I try to shelter my kids while it seems like time letting them be them like Tom Tom really loves video games so I let him do the video game the Deacon really loves using imagination and and be cutesy with ducks and stuff I let him be that and Illy likes to watch horror movies and try to make slime every second of every day so I try to like you know try to shelter them from the really bad but also not let them be fooled by the fact that you know there is real life out there so people are going to swear there is going to be like not always the nicest things going on and we need to learn how to like deal with these things as they
0: go right yeah it's all about their own growth it's not about ours it's not like you you can like you can teach a kid to be an absolute fucking angel but almost guaranteed most kids that that are you know raised to be beautiful and kind are gonna go to like high school and be like their own little version of being a little cunt basically but they're gonna Uh grow that way
2: I saw something uh, the other day that I thought was really honest, which is like um, it, it was somebody saying I would prefer that my kids were terrorists at home, but when they go to other people's houses, they were you know completely good and said their pleased and their thank yous because that means one they're very comfortable in their own space, right? Like they can be who they really need to be, but then they also understand that when you're out at somebody else's house, there's a respect level that is expected to be um, given at, from you as a younger person. So if they can distinguish between the two, then I'm I'm happy with it. I feel like I'm. Success as a parent because then you know I'll never get the thing your kids said you're a cunt to me earlier today and I didn't know how to handle it so I just kind of gave him a cookie and pat him on the head I was like yeah that's what you do you should have given him ice cream you fucking cunt um I don't know fucking I'm trying to think of what I did this week I didn't do anything exciting I've been uh oh I reached out to a video editor um we we've been talking about the content that we've been
0: you uh you there by the way Sorry about that Yeah that's sure I well, just fuck, told I'm you. Honest.
2: I just, I just told you my deepest, darkest secrets, and you didn't respond. I thought you're, you know, kind of like, no, can't handle it anymore.
0: Like, yeah, fuck you. I'm really sorry, mate. <laughs> Car- carry on. Say it again. We'll, hey, uh-
2: sure, I'll pretend. So I was molested by a vlog pastor, and no! he put his claw in the wrong plate. No, um, what I said was, um. Um, I reached out to a video editor friend of mine because we, we have amazing footage and, and videos being uploaded by other people involved in the network. And like, you know, Alex himself, is doing fifty thousand different things at any given second while trying to raise a family, while trying to make money for his family, and all the other stuff, and it, it seems to seem like there's enough time in a day. So I reached out to a video editor recently so I could kind of start getting the stuff that I've been shooting this whole time and actually get put onto our website because it seems otherwise like I'm wasting a lot of my time by recording said videos. Fucking
0: yeah, I mean anything like that 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 people can help us with. We'd really appreciate that if you want to become a part of the USUK and help us with stuff like that. Please get in touch because we. This this network is so good. Like we we started this from nothing, and even though people may be like, "Oh my god, they only got like twenty downloads on fucking YouTube," what we have created has not if not just if not doubled trebled in what. People think about us. We've got a good reputation with people, and that's because we've got Jamie and Tom over at the Chronicle uh, uh, Chronicles, like making good relationships with people. We've got us like people with Brendan Steer and uh, and Char- Charlie Adler, and uh, you know even the people Wurst. at TV Get yeah, The people yeah. at TV guestbook you know these relationships we put together. They all mean so much to us, you know. So you know, I'm very proud of us. And if you want to be part of that, just get in touch with us, man. Shit, I want yeah. no to hear from you. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um. What are you up to this week? Have you got anything planned?
2: Um, I'm going to the beach as soon as I'm done with this. Ooh. I'm going to go uh, swim in a very, very cold lake, but we're going to, you know, do a little bit of grilling. It's it's summertime, finally. Um, and one of these summers, we need to figure out, like, we just need to, like, crank out, like, 100 episodes or something so we can, like, have a summer off, like, at, like, school or something. Um, this is the only time in Vermont where I'm like, fuck, dude, I really want to be outside because not that I'd ever give this up. Like, this is something that I don't care if I have to do it in like a 90 degree room to record with you because I love this so much. But summertime is the only time in Vermont where I'm like,
0: yes, get me outside the house as much as
2: possible. I got to shake away all those winter blues that I carry
0: around all year. Well, luckily, we're like two weeks ahead now yeah, yeah. because we've got, we've got Jimena Rodriguez to release this week. Mm. Then we... um. Yeah, but you can you can have two weeks off if you wanted to. You genuinely oh, we, could. We both could. We could because we we could. Yeah, but I mean, we got We just got to. All we got to do is fill up June. And that's it. Uh, Let's um.
2: Well, we'll look at the calendar afterwards, and we'll try to like get stuff mm. planned for how that's going to go. But I mean, like you know, once again, I also get stir crazy. Like I missed last week, and I got a little mm. stir crazy. I was like, mm, I want to be on the microphone. I want to talk to Alex. I want to see what we're doing because this is like everything to me you know like my family is amazing i love every single thing about it and like real life is fine but like this is this is my time to like express myself and the same with you i mean you might have a couple different avenues to go about it as well but like generally speaking i feel like this is the most artistic we get to be all week is right here you and me
0: it's not even that though, is it we get to just chill out with each other and that's that's sure. that's that's a lot that means a lot to to us um well but yeah it's been a, it's, it has been a busy week i'm not gonna lie <laughs> For some of us, like Alex, it's, it's it's depressing as well, though, because like our weather over here in the UK, usually we've got like leading up to sort of June weather now, which is sun. Right, so to getting a bit warmer. Last year during lockdown, we had some of the most beautiful weather for the time of year. This year, like the rivers high because it's done nothing but rain. Mm. You, you have it's sunny now, but guaranteed tomorrow it'll be pissing down. And, and you know, it's it's uh, it's really uh, sort of annoying people a bit, you know. So we want to go out and do stuff, and we can't because all the pubs are open now. You know, there's events that can happen now and things like that. so. It's
2: starting to get a little scary, though, because they're starting to say things like if you are fully vaccinated, you cannot wear a mask. Um, But and the only issue I have with that is like I've already had my one covid shot. I'm just waiting for the second one and then that two week interval afterwards. So I can kind of like, you know, uh, get acclimated to the the virus and stuff. And I, I don't want a chance catching fucking covid in between my two shots. So even though like a bunch of places are now like, oh, you don't have to wear a mask. I'm like, nope. Mask, mask until but this is
0: a, Okay, so this is the thing, right? Masks only work if everyone is wearing a mask. Like, you can wear your mask, and you're not protected because what you're doing is you're you're protecting people from your shit coming out of your mouth, but you're mm-hmm. not protected from the shit coming out. Of, uh, that's a bold, crazy move to me by in America that they were just like, yeah, fuck masks, we don't need them anymore. That I can't believe they've done that. Like that's a sort of crazy. And the same side in the UK they're letting people travel abroad now like the people letting people go to spain and certain countries and what they're doing is like a traffic light system so if it's red you can't go if it's green you can um but there's like a that indian variant that's uh, going around at the moment and it's meant to be quite bad um but like there's a huge portion of the, Amer- uh, the of the british uh population that's of indian heritage or got family in india so it's just like whoa. Like And I think actually in Shropshire, they found one case of the Indian variant. So it's already happening. Like And they're just like, and the UK's like, yeah, it's fine. Go abroad, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm sure it's fine. In America, they're like, we don't need masks. It's fine. Like, how fucked up would it be if the whole world closes again because of a different variant of this? You know, how they haven't learned the lessons. I, well the thing is like
2: um, I, I think that the I think that the vaccinations are going to work to the extent where it's going to cut down at least on the most horrid aspects of it so eventually it's just going to become the flu right you know yeah, you get your COVID yeah. shot once a year to strave it away otherwise you're going to get sick of COVID and then you know you basically just take your chances you really die some people are going to continue to wear masks from here on out in public some people are going to really keep like six feet away and then some people are just dying to go back to the way things were and they just want to hug somebody so it's I don't fault anyone for how they Feel about this. It's been a very long time since things have been normal. So I've been, I've
0: been, I've been hugging people today at the prison because they said we're allowed to. So I was like, Ah, bring it in, bring it in. Let's hug. Mm. Let's rub penises together. It'd be awesome. (laughs) I always said I'm not much of a hugger unless I really know and love the person. You know what I mean? Then I'm like, Bring it in, big boy. You know, Mm. like I'm, I'm,
2: yeah. So um what I'm gonna do for the rest of my time is I have some plans tonight. Um obviously the lake. I need to start writing the ceremony for my buddy Nick's wedding, which is uh mm-hmm. next month. I have a vacation coming up next month. We're going down to South Carolina and I'm gonna golf and do some other dad type stuff. Golf. It's it's gonna be a really exciting next couple weeks. I'm I'm pretty pretty jazzed about the whole thing. Do you have any plans this summer? What do you what do you got going on?
0: Uh I think we've got a couple of weekends booked away. Uh, we, we, I think more sort of October we're, we're thinking of going away. But I think that's going to work out fine because we seem like a month behind. Our summer typically typically ends sort of like September. And our weather seems to be like a month behind at the moment. So hopefully we'll have like what's called an Indian summer where we'll have yes. like a, a longer summer. So I think October will be fine to go away. Yes. Yeah, we're going to Western Supermare, which is a super seaside town, you know. Oh, um, ah. So we're going there cool. for week. That'd be quite nice. Just, yeah. You're going to the seaside on a holiday. On holiday. Yes. We're going, yes. We're going on holiday. Um, yeah, I've been thinking about this uh, This thing that Jay- Jamie's been doing, these amazing like uh, cooking videos cooking. on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking of trying. I'm not much of a cook, but um, I'm thinking of trying something. So I might throw up some suggestions for people for me, me, to cook uh, some American shit. like.
2: I'm st- I'm still trying to get like, where's the thing about that? And I, I support it. If you want to do that, do that. It's, it's just more so like the, I get so, and I know this is an excuse. So I just get so tired after like a full day that the idea of like throwing on a camera to now do the thing that I'm going to do right after I'm done doing everything else that I'm doing, it's, it's really hard to convince myself. I just need to get better about it. And I feel like if right. I, you know, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I got a, once again, I got a bunch of film. I need to start getting edited, including a cooking video
0: um for you guys at home i want to just play you um a preview of um the uh the chronicles episode i mean this is going to go out a couple of weeks after it's gone out but this if you haven't watched it already is a it's very not safe for work is a preview of rob himself on New Sub chronicles just take a listen to this here we go
3: when we go out we do the full fucking shit full full running shit shit everywhere it fucking smells so bad and I'm like, oh my God, it came out the front, it was all over the front of me, and whatever. And so I'm like, fuck, I gotta go hose off. So I go over to like I go over to the side of Bam's house to, to hose down my asshole and my nuts and everything from all the shit. And dude, I go over and I'm like this, like I'm just full on, like <laughs> like, this, like looking under and like spraying down my nuts. And as I looked under, I looked and I saw the fucking neighbor was standing there with his, like, five-year-old daughter looking, like, straight up my asshole. You know, just like, and I I just turned around, I was like, oh, and just, like, waved. And it was was just like, shit, like, shit all over my ass. And this fucking little girl and guy are just staring up my asshole. So I was like, fuck. So then when I got in, I called my mom and was like, dude, mom, I was like, I ate a whole box of X-Lax. she's like, Christian, like, why did you do that?
2: You know what's really interesting about that clip? You can actually see the full episode if you guys were to go to usucknetwork.com. That is our website, and that's where you can find all the amazing shows that we'd like to bring you every single week. Um, there is What's the Difference with Alex Whiteley and Tom Bruno, the very show you're listening to right now. Well, we can, you know, we bring you amazing things like, do you want to say your name for me so I don't butcher it?
0: It's a Jimena Rodriguez.
2: Jimena Rodriguez. I knew how to say that. Or like a Brendan Steer, whichever one that you want to watch. We have both these amazing episodes available. Uh, Brendan Steer available soon. Um, we also have You Suck Chronicles, a clip of which you just barely heard of a couple seconds ago with Brab himself um, Tom Stevens and Jamie Westwood every single week bring on amazing guests and they chat and they have a great time it's 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 a really really great show and if you're not listening you should be there's also Wednesday Night Live which happens every single Wednesday night 4pm um, eastern time or 9pm uh, fucking UK time whichever one you might be on um, where we all all the you suckers including you know Mr. David Rabe uh, get together we all just bullshit have a good time and we just kind of play al's game or we play fucking tom's game whatever it might be we play games that we name after ourselves because we're really obsessed with who we are as people um
0: yeah yeah uh we we have a show coming as well of eric Fluger very soon we are planning it we keep saying this it is gonna happen and it's called yelling at clouds so keep an eye out for that too it's not yes
2: yeah. Very much so, but that will be coming, and we also have the return of the Weekly Bazaar at some point, so you guys got to keep your eyes and ears open for that one. And everything that is brought on our amazing website was made for us by the good people over at WebOrchard.com. WebOrchard.com, guys, is a place that makes websites, and they are fantastic at it. If you've been to our network, which you should definitely go check out right now, um, you will see how amazingly brilliant and functional our website is. It's smooth. it transitions it does all the things you want a great website to do and that's because it was made for us by professionals there are lots of like you know third tier website build, self build website building platforms that you can use but guess what if you have the time to do that i don't want to know who you are because that shit takes time and energy Uh and you have you should be doing other stuff go go smell a flower motherfucker go outside don't don't sit there wasting your time building a website you should be trusting the skills of people yeah, don't go to the seaside. Yeah, yeah or do go to the seaside. I'm, I forgot what I was trying to advocate here. <laughs> um, definitely don't build a website yourself. Have somebody do it that's a professional, and that's what people like Pete White over at webwatch.com do every single day of their life. Whether you sell things on Etsy, whether you have an OnlyFans, whether you want to post pictures of your animals, or you just want to write a blog or something, you need a better online presence, and a website will do that for you. Social media is never going to be enough for these type of things. So if you want to build who you you are to be whatever you want to be or like go to like things like VelociPastor.com all one word or go to USECNetwork.com all one word. Um, you, you need a website for these type of things so you right now should stop what you're doing and you should reach out to the good people over at webwatch.com and have them build you a website and guess what if you keep your eyes and ears peeled on these websites you might see things coming up like a wing challenge or maybe something like a 24 hour podcast challenge.
0: Yes, we are. And I do need to speak to Pete about making that website for us because uh, I haven't yet. Tomorrow is my admin day because I haven't had a chance to this week. But we are doing a 24 hour live podcast challenge on from 9am UK time on the 29th of September till 9am on the 30th of September non-stop. We are going to be doing a live podcast, and it, this is going to be twelve hours of the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast, and then twelve hours of USUC. Uh, we have sponsors in Reach Media. I do need I need to make some posters for them. They're going to be covering our marketing, our PR. They're gonna they're gonna literally uh, they gonna brand the whole thing, and this is for. A local charity to me called Lingan Davis, who are a cancer fund, um, and the, the the whole idea being is with this microphone and with our friends around the world, I can affect someone in my local community. And the, you might be thinking, well, why? Why do that for a Choose Be Charity? That's to challenge you guys to do exactly the same. If you've got a podcast, if you've got a vlog, if you stream video games, if you've got an OnlyFans, I don't give a fuck. Go out there and do something positive for your community today because that's why we're doing this. I don't give a shit about me and being famous and the viewings. More importantly, I give a shit about helping people because that is the ethos behind everything we do. Thor skin was related was was created to bring people together you suck was created to build a bridge over the Atlantic and that is what we what we like to do so make sure uh, you if you want to get involved we are after. Corporate sponsors, if you want to throw us some money, we will definitely accept that. Uh, We are donations for two live auctions that we're going to be doing. If you've got something you'd like to give away, get in touch with us. And we are selling sponsorships. Uh, An hour-long sponsorship costs a minimum of £50 donation. So if you want us to say, this hour is brought to you by... You Suck or by whatever <laughs> whatever company you are, uh, chuck us 50 quid minimum, and we'll do that. And we're also the guests as well. So um, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it's
2: going to be top notch. And this thing is just building more and more mo- momentum every single day. So you guys need to keep
0: your eyes open because it's going to be huge. <laughs> Good dog. Um, and another thing you can do instead of trying to build a website is absolutely go and watch Velocipasta. Look yes, for <laughs> it <laughs> because um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's um, so and- much
2: fucking fun. I love that yeah, movie. All right. Uh, guys, this has been a fantastic episode this week. I am so excited, but I'm gonna get the fuck out of here and go spend some time with my family.
0: Yeah, mm. this has been What's the Different Podcast? I've been Alex Whiteley. And I am Tom Brew. No. Now, guys, do me a favor, right? And get the fuck out of here i'm trying to find the fucking out where's the fucking uh there we go bye when it comes to culture either side of the atlantic no one does it better ladies and gentlemen i give you you sucks what's the difference podcast with alex whiteley and tom bruno